All right, we're in part eight in our series, Surprise. So we're in the Old Testament, and we're looking at these different moments in history where God would reveal himself to certain people and just kind of blow them away with him revealing himself, God, to them, and it would just redirect their life. And this is what God does with us in our lives as well. Um, so far we've looked at how God's broken into the lives of Samuel and Hagar and Abraham and Elisha's servant and David and Solomon and last week was Naaman. And you know that this is a study in the Old Testament. It's a very interactive series. And it's the most interactive series we've ever done. And basically, I'm just kind of leading you along this journey. I'm doing some teaching. But really, I give you a lot of questions. And there's times you're going to answer these questions around your tables. There's times we're going to invite you to stand and actually give us an answer to a question publicly in 30 seconds or less, okay? And you guys have been doing an amazing job at sharing great insights. So thank you so very much. Um, let me begin by just giving you this question to discuss at your tables. Just kind of break the ice, get to know each other real briefly. Here's your discussion question. I want you to pick one of these two questions to share briefly at your table. Answer one of these. And you just have like 20 seconds each at the most. Here's the first one. What are you thankful for? Just one thing. What is one thing you're thankful for? Or the second, what is one challenge that you're facing right now in life that maybe you could use prayer for? Go for it. You got just two minutes. Go for it around your tables. Okay, here's another question I'd like you to talk about that will kind of segue us into what we're going to discover this morning. Can you share about a time when you experienced what I'm calling supernatural deliverance? What I mean by that is a time where God intervened in your life, maybe you should have died. I mean, that would be the extreme, but God just entered in and he changed everything. And it was just this moment of deliverance that you look back on and you go, God, you spared me, you saved me, this could have been the worst thing, but you showed up and you did a miracle. Someone at your table, I bet you, has a story like that. Share it. You got one minute to go for it. Go for it. Okay. Let me ask you a question. How many of you actually remember the year 1981? You were actually alive in your remember. Some of you weren't even born, okay? Come on now. 1981. Uh, January, I was not yet a Christian, and so I, I, my best friend growing up in high school, his name was Dave, I had a 1959 Corvette, he had a 1960 Corvette. He went to Wyoming uh, to a diesel mechanic school, it was like this nine-month program or a year program. He graduates in January of 1981, his parents fly me there uh, to meet Dave, to go to his graduation ceremony, and then to drive back with him from Wyoming through Utah all the way back to California in his 1960 Corvette. So I'm like, sure, let's go for it. And uh, so Dave and I are on our way back, and I'm driving. We kind of were taking uh, turns driving. And so I'm going 50. Okay, I'm going 60. Okay, I'm going 70, okay? I'm in a Corvette. <laughs> And it's January, it's winter, and we're going through Utah. And I remember a lot of trucks were out, 
And, uh, you know, it was, it was late at night, headlights, you know, are on and everything. And I remember we, we come to this bridge. We come to this bridge, and I'm going probably 65, 70, something like that. And uh, cr cruising along, it's probably 1030 at night, and we hit this bridge, and do you know what black ice is? Black ice is that whole bridge is absolutely covered in ice. And we hit this, and it is like... It was the craziest feeling of being absolutely out of control. And all I can remember is here we are. There are trucks, semi-trucks coming at us. And literally, we are spinning in circles on this highway, on this bridge. And it, it was the most surreal thing. It kind of everything went into slow motion. I could hear semis honking their horn at us as I'm spinning by them. Any second, I'm like, we are going to be destroyed in an all-fiberglass 1960 Corvette. I am going to meet my maker. And I remember finally just headlights spinning, us coming to a, a stop, and just my hands locked on that steering wheel. And I turned to Dave, and I remember I said, your turn to drive. And I look back on that, and I just go, Lord, it was a miracle. At that point, I didn't know Christ, but I knew there was a God. Did I attribute that that was a miracle? I don't know if I did, but I know I was freaked out. And I knew something supernatural happened. For us not to even hit a barrier, no concrete, we didn't hit one thing. And I don't know how far we spun. It was an incredible thing. This is what God does. There's times we see that he does it. There's other times we don't. He intervenes. He shows up as our deliverer. Take your Bibles. Turn to Daniel chapter 6. Go to the Old Testament. Go to the book of Psalms. That's right in the middle. It's about eight books to the right of Psalms. You come to a prophetic book, one of the major prophets, Daniel. This is the story of Daniel in the lion's den. This is a story often that you hear in Sunday school, maybe you grew up, but there is adult-sized messages within this amazing scripture that God gives us. In Daniel chapter 6, the year is 539 B.C. The place is Babylon under the Medo-Persian kingdom. Here's a map I just want you to kind of see as I always like to orient you. You'll be going with me, many of you to Israel right here in May 2018. In 586 B.C., Judah, the southern kingdom, was deported and brought all the way, at least Daniel was, to Babylon. This is known as the captivity of Judah. Daniel has been in Babylon now 60 years serving under various kings. He has a tremendous reputation as someone who's loyal and well-respected. He's at least 80 years old. Many of you don't realize that when you think of Daniel in the lion's den, that he is an older man at this point, probably at least 80. Well-respected. With that in mind, let's begin reading. Daniel chapter 6, verse 1. It pleased Darius, who was the king at this point, to appoint 120 satraps to rule throughout the kingdom. A satrap was a provincial or territorial ruler under the king. 
with three administrators over them, one of who was Daniel. These three administrators were overseers of the 120 satraps, or rulers. And Daniel, as we see, was clearly the king's favorite. The satraps were made accountable to them uh, so that the king might not suffer loss. This was all about collecting taxation. It was about revenue. Now, Daniel so distinguished himself among the administrators and the satraps by his exceptional qualities that the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. The king planned to make Daniel his number two, the number two guy over this entire uh, kingdom. At this, the administrators and the satraps tried to find grounds for charges against Daniel in his conduct of government affairs, but they were unable to do so. I mean, they're jealous of Daniel. They're trying to trap him. They could find no corruption in him because he was trustworthy and neither corrupt nor negligent. Finally, these men said, we will never find any basis for charges against the man, Daniel, unless it has something to do with the law of his God. So the administrators and the satraps went to the group, uh, as a group, to the king and said, O King Darius, live forever. Now, when you say that to the king, maybe there's something going on here, huh? The royal administrators, prefects, satraps, advisors, and governors have all agreed that the king should issue an edict and enforce the decree that anyone who pays or prays to any god other uh, during the next 30 days except to you, O king, shall be thrown into the lion's den. Now, that was acceptable back then. Rulers in the Medo-Persian uh, kingdom were considered as gods. It was a polytheistic uh, religious orientation. And that was a way to honor the king, to pray only to the king. Now, O king, issue a decree and put it in writing so that it cannot be altered in accordance with the laws of the Medes and Persians, which cannot be repealed. So King Darius, unknowingly, not knowing this is a trap for Daniel, put the decree in writing. Now, when Daniel learned that the decree had been published, look at this, he went home to his upstairs room where the windows opened toward Jerusalem, where he was taken captive. Three times a day, he got down on his knees and he prayed giving thanks to his God, just as he had done before. This from the pattern established by David in Psalm 55, verse 17, three times to pray. Then these men went as a group and found Daniel praying and asking God for help. So they went to the king and spoke to him about all his royal, uh, his royal decree. Did you not publish a decree that during the next 30 days anyone prays to any god or man except to you, O king, would be thrown in the lion's den. The king answered, the decree stands in accordance with the laws of the Medes and the Persians, which cannot be re repealed. Then they said to the king, Daniel, who is one of the exiles from Judah, pays no attention to you, O king, or to the decrees you put in writing. He still pays praise three times a day. When the king heard this, he was greatly distressed. He was determined to rescue Daniel, made every effort until sundown to save him. I mean, the king was no dummy. He could read through the jealousy. He knew this was a plot. Verse 15, then the men went as a group to the king and said to him, Remember, O king, that according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, no decree or edict that the king issues can be changed. So the king gave the order, and they brought Daniel and threw him into the lion's den. The king said to Daniel, may your God, whom you serve continually, rescue you. Let me ask you a question. Are you, because of your own integrity, 
in your own personal lion's den right now. It just doesn't happen then. It happens all the time today. You don't deny your integrity. You've been actually upholding your integrity and serving God and living a righteous life, making decisions and choices that honor God, and yet you find yourself kind of being persecuted. You find groups of people or individuals rallying around, trying to entrap you, put you into a lion's den. See, in spite of Daniel's loyalty, Daniel's integrity and faithfulness to God brought upon him at age 80 this threat, this trial, and it happens today with believers. May your God, whom you serve continually, rescue you. Here's a picture of what that may have looked like. Here's Daniel, 80 years old, thrown to the lion's den. Can you imagine that? Truly, this happened. Lions are terrifying. Let's read on. A stone was brought and placed over the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet ring and with the rings of his nobles so that Daniel's situation might not be changed. Then the king returned to his palace and spent the night without eating and without entertainment being brought to him, and he could not sleep. At the first light of dawn, the king got up and hurried to the lion's den. When he came near the den, he called to Daniel in an anguished voice, Daniel's servant of the living God, has your God, whom you serve continually, been able to rescue you from the lions? And this could be a picture of maybe what that moment looked like. There's the king, Daniel placed in the lion's dead. Are you there, Daniel? Are you alive? Has your God rescued you? Daniel answered, O king, live forever. My God sent his angel, and he shut the mouth of the lions. They have not hurt me because I was found innocent in his sight, nor have I ever done any wrong to you, O king. The king was overjoyed and gave orders to lift Daniel out of the den and when Daniel was lifted from the den, no wound was found on him because he had trusted in his God. At the king's command, the men who had falsely accused Daniel were brought in and thrown into the lion's den, along with their wives and children. And before they reached the floor of the den, the lions overpowered them and crushed all their bones. Then King Darius wrote to all the peoples, nations, and men of every language throughout the land, may you prosper greatly. I issue a decree that in every part of my kingdom, people must fear and reverence the God of Daniel. For he is the living God, and he endures forever. His kingdom will not be destroyed. His dominion will never end. He rescues and he saves. He performs signs and wonders in the heavens and on the earth. He has rescued Daniel from the power of the lions. So Daniel prospered during the reign of Darius and the reign of Cyrus the Persian. Wow. God reveals himself to Daniel and to King Darius and actually through this to the entire Medo-Persian Empire that there is a God, that he is the God who answers prayer. He is the God who delivers. This redirected so many lives in this experience that Daniel encountered in the lion's den and with the Lord. All right, so let's begin processing this. Can someone here restate this story just in your own words, just kind of capture the drama? If you were to tell this story to a child, 
what would you say? This is the first thing. It's a summary. It's just a, your summary of what the drama is here. Could someone do that? we got mics around here. Just stand up. Give us your best summation. This is a story about, and you would go for it. Is there someone that feels they could do that? Right here. Got a mic? Let's get our runners to uh, them. Go for it. Give us the restatement of the story. Um, about a man who was destined for greatness and those who were jealous around him had him thrown into a lion's den to be killed. God controlled the lions and he was saved. Yeah. Give it to her. That's great. We got one more right there. Fantastic. Great way to simply summarize it, to tell that story to a little kid. You'd understand it. Yep. Uh, some uh, story about Daniel who uh, followed God's righteousness in all of his ways. And um, yeah, he prospered so much that uh, his co-workers were jealous of, of his, uh, his uh, wisdom and integrity. And uh, because he couldn't be brought down through any fault of his own, uh, they conspired, uh, created a plot, and uh, executed it and kind of uh, persuaded the king to follow a uh, uh, file an edict uh, that would be adverse to Daniel. Uh, but Daniel uh, ignored that because it was against his uh, beliefs, against his faith in God. He continued in his practices, and uh, this was part of the plot. And uh, so the, um, uh, this was brought to the attention of the king, who, was, uh, who had great love for Daniel, and his ways, and so he was a man of integrity, uh, but because uh, he had made this law, he had to fulfill this, and uh, with great anguish, uh, he uh, allowed it to continue and, and had Daniel thrown into the lion's den, but he was uh, upset greatly by this, and he uh, didn't sleep, but he, uh, he eagerly awaited the morning and asked, and, and uh, uh, of course, Daniel survived, and because he was so astounded by this and the great power of God that was shown through Daniel's life that he, uh, he threw the accusers into the den and he proclaimed, proclaimed God as the God of Daniel and that saves and pursues. And, and, uh, and, uh, and Daniel's uh, life shown th- uh, and God's uh, goodness shown through this whole event and so much that it spread throughout the land. Right on. Wow. You bet. Love it. Fantastic. It's taken us eight sessions to learn how to do that. But you guys have finally nailed it. I love it. That's great. Okay, let's move on to the next question. Uh, What jumps off the page to you? What literally, as you heard this read, as you saw these pictures, what to you is the most profound point that just hits you between the eyes that you want to react to right away? The moral of the story from... For me, is um, if Satan is like a roaring lion, and if you walk in the flesh, he'll smell you out. Okay. So there's an enemy. He's going to come after you. Who knows how? God will be with you. But there are times that even as Christians, we are going to face that roaring lion. Okay? I like it. What else? What hits you? Just, you know, you want to react. Uh, this is the thing that most spoke to you. Go for it. I liked where um, when the king had to throw Daniel into the lion's den, the king said to Daniel, may your God whom you serve continually rescue you. So Daniel's life up to that 
point before the king um, was such that the king recognized that God was real and that he understood that God would and could save Daniel. Wow. So here's Daniel. He is, because of the way he's living, even giving a king faith in the power of his God, even though that king had not trusted in the Lord. But there's a witness being cast because of the years of how Daniel lived. Yes, what else? Uh, not a good idea to try and pick on God's chosen people. doesn't work out well. <laughs> uh, Satan will not prevail against the plans that God has already established. Wow. Ultimately, in the end, you will pay for those who choose to war against God's servants. Okay, what else? Uh, no matter what situation you're in, God is able to deliver you from it. God has power to deliver. Okay, you got to stand. You got to stand, and we'll get a mic to you. Let's go right back here. One more. We'll take two more, you guys, here on just this. What most impacted you? Even unbeliever witnessed Daniel's consistency. By his continual service, Daniel has demonstrated his faithful devotion to God. Okay, thank you. Yeah. You got to keep your eyes open because people are going to try and set you up. Okay. All right, that kind of segues this into what do we discover about man? So let's go ahead and do that. Let's do that one. What do we discover about man in this scripture? Then we'll talk about what we discover about God. What do we learn in this passage about mankind? How mankind can act? How, what his character is like? What do we discover? Manny. Please stand if you got something. Man will lie to try to get ahead. Man will lie to try to get ahead. You bet. Okay? Right here. Okay, we don't, I'm sorry, we need to get the mic working, and we'll come back to you. Go ahead. Um, jealousy can play a huge part in all of this plot and whatnot, but also the revenge and the vindictiveness, because the king threw not only the accusers in the pit, but the wives and children as well. That okay. kind of threw me. So. So, there are, so when we choose, I think this is what you're saying, to fight against God, that's sin, and it's not just us who can pay, but it can be our own family and others associated with us in that, quote, crime. Okay? Yeah, that man, instead of uh, aspiring to be like Daniel in all of his goodness, decides instead to tear him down, to bring it down to their level. Okay, say that again. I, I want to make sure I get it. Okay. So instead of uh, recognizing Daniel's uh, attributes and his uh, integrity and his goodness and, uh, and aspiring to be more like him and seeing his success and so forth, uh, they plot instead to tear him down, to bring him down sure. to their level instead of aspiring okay. to reach that level. Got it. So sometimes our example doesn't necessarily inspire others to be like us. It actually can make people jealous. I have a feeling that there are a lot of you. You face that. Some of you are facing that in your marriage. Some of you are facing that in your families. Some of you are facing that at work. Hmm. We got some others here. What else do we discover? Now, we're talking about what do we, what do we discover in Daniel about man? I mean, let's talk about certainly the, the negative side, but what do we discover about man 
that we can learn and admire in terms of Daniel. What, what do we learn there? So I want to take a shot. Go ahead and stand. Give us your insight. Anything, any insight in demand that impacts you here that you want to mention, that you observe. I see that. Um, I'm sorry. We need a mic that works because we're recording this. Test, test, test. There you go. Um, I forgot what I want to say. Um, <laughs> okay. If I'm Daniel's mother, I would say, hey, Daniel, where is your common sense? This is a lion's den. I know you love the Lord, but you have to keep your common sense. But following Lord, sometimes we have to give up our understanding uh, and our common sense. Okay. Following the Lord sometimes takes faith. And it's, uh, sometimes there's crazy situations that we get brought into that could cause a mother to fear for her son's life. I see what you're saying. Go ahead. Hi. Um, mine is, again, when we see things through our own eyes that it looks like it's over, like there's no hope, there's no life, it's, it's all done and over with. But trusting God just in everything that even when it looks bad and it's not going to turn out good, that God has a plan and a purpose and to have faith and just believe. Yeah. And that's in like everyday life. It's awesome. I'm sure those people thought we got Daniel. There is no way he's going to get out of this. But Daniel's thinking, there's no way I'm going to lose. God is with me. Now, what about you in your situation? Are you being overcome by evil, or will you overcome with God's power and strength? A couple more here. What do we see about man? About Daniel, he knew from experience God's faithfulness. He could look back mm -hmm. and know his faithfulness as we can. Wow. He's 80 years old now, and he could be thrown in that lion's den with faith because of all these years walking with God. Huh. There's sometimes that we're only ready for something like that when we have walked with God, and walking with God all these years pays rich dividends later in life when we face something that God actually ordains, and we're going to talk about some things about God right after this one. So what, what else do we understand about man? You know, I just, to, to segue on to what both you and she said, is that it's that consistent relationship. He was talking with God three times a day, and he knew of God's faithfulness. Ooh. And from that conversation, he probably walked into that den with complete confidence in who God was for him. That's great. Thank you. Okay, what do we discover about God? What do we see about his character revealed through the ways of God? in this uh, narrative. What do we discover? Go ahead. Um, what um, Satan wanted to use for evil, God used for Ooh, good to reach okay. many people. There you go. God can turn the tables on a situation that seems so terrible and do it in a way we would never imagine. Shut the mouth of lions? Are you kidding me? Wow. What else about God? Hey, God, God is absolutely real and can do anything at any time. God is real. He can do anything at any time. Wow. Love it. Okay. What else do we discover about God? He was faithful, and he showed his faithfulness. Faithful. Showed his faithfulness. Amen. What else? His faith was stronger than his fear. His faith was stronger than his fear. Wow. Great. I understand that Daniel was made up of uh, a lot of bristles. That's a great question. Is our faith 
stronger than our fear. What are you facing right now? What is your lion's den? Is our faith stronger than our fear? Wow, powerful. What else? God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Wow. The Lord is that present help in time of trouble. Powerful. That's great. What else do we discover about God? I just remember uh, the passage from today's proverb. Uh, it says on uh, verse 18, the one who walks is blameless is kept safe, but the one who's always are pervert will fall into the pit. So that's literally what happened. God is faithful, and uh, he kept us safe, even though someone wants to trap us. Yeah, yeah. Wow. What else about God? God protects and cares for those that he loves. God protects and cares. It's great. Um, God used this situation where he rescued Daniel to... Um, he, that Darius proclaimed God throughout the whole nations and people. So this one incident, isolated incident, was spread through all the Medo-Persian empire. Love it. Love it. God always has a bigger, and watch this, evangelistic purpose for your lion's den experience. Count it. Who orchestrated and allowed all this to take place? God. God allowed it. God could have stopped those guys from conspiring. He allowed it. Why? Why does God allow us to go through trials and difficulties? This is called Christian persecution. It's going on all over the world. God allows it. Because the witness that comes through when people view you in a lion's den experience, they write stories about. That story makes the Bible. Wow. You're writing a story. God is using you in your situations, in the highs and the lows, and he's using me. And it's as we even though we get thrown in the lion's den, as we look to the Lord and we say, God, use this, rescue me, deliver me, the Lord is working out something for his own glory through what you're going through and ultimately so that people could hear about Jesus, his son, by the way you come through that. Powerful. I'd like you to, now at your tables, just talk about this next one. How... Can we obey this? I mean, what is there that you can go and walk out of here this day, this week, in obeying this scripture in your own life? What's the truth that you need to consider to put into action this week? And the other thing is, I'd like you as a table to write a table obedience statement. To come up with a statement, this is what we're going to do in terms of how we're going to obey this scripture this week. We are going to take a moment. At your tables, brainstorm that, write up your statement, and then we're going to interview a bunch of tables, let you read that. We're going to pray. Go for it. Okay, let's get a few of you to give us your statement. You see, in a sense, we are all Daniels. All of us here this morning, all of us are Daniels, 
and God has revealed to him, himself to us through this scripture, he wants to redirect you this week. I mean, you are all facing, every one of us, unless you're not alive spiritually, areas where you get thrown in the lion's den. You get thrown under the rug. But it's like, okay, what do I do in those situations? There, what we're praying is that the Lord is, want, is revealing to you something to redirect you this week. So we want to have some of you, if you could please stand and just give us the statement that you feel, this is how we want to apply this this week. As we're Daniels, we're going out into a week, this is how we want to live in light of what God has revealed to us this morning. Okay? Rosa? Uh, we are going to obey God by trusting Him, even though we don't know the outcome, because He has a plan and a purpose. It's powerful. It's powerful, even though we don't know the outcome. Wow. That's powerful. That's awesome. Sometimes we just give up. Seriously. We don't obey God. We don't trust Him. We just, like, give up. We're so frustrated. We stop coming to church. We stop reading our Bible. We, start, we stop praying. We're so angry. That's not being a Daniel. What a great statement. Yep. Okay, God allowed the situation for Daniel because God knew that Daniel is not going to give him up. And at the same time, Daniel knew that his God is not going to give him up. Okay. So you're going to trust God that he's not going to give you up. Okay? Another statement here, how we're going to obey it. Pray that God will open our eyes to see that he is bigger than the lions we face. Mm. We're, some of us are in situations we think our, our problem is bigger than God. Uh, we're going to pray that God will let us see that he is bigger than the lions. Small God, big problems. Big God, small problems. Who is your God? Powerful, powerful obedience statement. Yes. Um, at our table, we came up with everything in life has meaning and purpose and is for the perfection of faith for all. Wow. That is a really mature statement to say that when you're in the lion's den, that everything, even this experience, Daniel's 80 years old faithful servant of God, and to say, God, even this has meaning and purpose. I don't get it, but I'm believing you and trusting. That is such a mature statement to write. Thank you for that. Right here. Um, we could obey by uh, being, first of all, believing and trusting and having courageous, being courage, having courage to get through whatever we're experiencing in our lives, not just give up. Say, Lord, you're with me, okay. and believe and trust and not give up. Okay. Going out, saying, Lord, you're with me. I'm not going to give up. I'm going to believe. I'm going to trust. Yep, right so here. One of them is that we have God allows lion's den in our lives for evangelistic opportunities. Mm. Another one that we had was remembering that the enemy can come through men in a form of jealousy due to sometimes... Um, men being jealous if they're not if they're lacking something in their spiritual lives and they're not maybe where we're at they can be jealous of what we're doing and keeping the vision of the Lord and praying to him all throughout the day so we continually talking to him and listening to him so we don't allow that door for the enemy to come in it's great it's great yep always glorify God and in, and in that we want to obey God's leadership and accept his will uh, we, all, we want to constantly remind ourselves to ask God for wisdom. Okay. You bet. One right here. 
We are going to pray, trust, and let God drive. His will, not mine. And realize he is always with us. And it is all for our good. And so that we can be a witness to others. Amen. Fantastic. Uh, we, uh, we need to cultivate a relationship with God on a daily basis. So that in times of trouble, we are prepared and we can trust in our God for the outcome. Amen. Pray and communicate to God daily, remaining faithful to God regarding to our situation where we're in. Amen. Fantastic. One more. We are not going to feel trapped in a lion's den, but when facing trials, we'll stay true to our faith that God will see us through. Amen. Amen. Just great statements. Really fantastic statements, you guys. I think it's just so easy to go, oh, yeah, this is a child's story, a children's story, when this is such a powerful story for our own lives because we're all Daniels. Maybe you're not in the lion's den right now, but I have a feeling the vast majority of you are. Some of you are in lion's dens that you've not even shared with one person what your den is like because it's maybe so painful and so difficult. It's hard to voice it. But it's great that God sent his angels there. God is with you in that. He's the God who delivers. For me, uh, I don't want to ever compromise my integrity and realize that there's times God will orchestrate circumstances that I won't like, but will put me in a situation against my own wishes but that as I look to him, there will be a witness that people will see Jesus and come to know Christ. That is what it's all about. And wow, how this rocked the nation of Medo-Persia. I mean, imagine that email that went out over all the land, social media, it's spreading, couriers. There's one God. He's the true God of Daniel. Because of the way Daniel responded and the way he trusted, that went out. Wow, it's awesome. Let me be that man. Let me be that woman. I'm not saying that literally. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you, God, that you reveal to us who you are in Scripture. And it redirects our lives. You, like... Bring us into this moment where you say, you're a Daniel. And we see that. And Father, we all are. And Lord, I just pray that in this moment where it's quiet right now, where we're worshiping you, and we love you, Lord, we do. We always don't understand your ways, though. But God, you've heard us uh, share different statements that we've written and expressed or that are in our hearts right now. And I just want to invite you to pray that to the Lord right now. Make it personal. Come to God. You. You're God's child. You come to your strong, powerful, almighty, delivering God with your situation. Let him hear your prayer. He's faithful. Take a moment.
Thank you, Lord, for hearing our prayer. Lead, I pray, us forward this week. Allow us to experience the deliverance of God. Lord, or maybe the patience to wait until your deliverance comes. For Daniel, it was a night in the lion's den. Lord, for some of us, it may be longer. But you're faithful. You have a purpose, no matter how short, no matter how long. Help us to trust you. I pray your comfort, your encouragement over any person here, Lord, who right now is in a Daniel kind of lion's den moments. Reassure them. They are loved by you. You are in control. You're going to bring them out. You are faithful. And we'll thank you in Jesus' name. And everyone said?